0: Good morning, it's April 26th. We're reading our way through the Old and New Testament in our daily Bible reading. I wanna prepare you for that as we get into chapters 15 and 16 and Second Samuel. Uh, this is a sad situation where Absalom full of himself and uh, all the envy and jealousy and strife in his own heart as he tries in this coup to take over uh, Jerusalem and he does so successfully, at least for a time. And a sad situation is David has run out of town And you can imagine what a demoralizing situation this is for David. And it's compounded in chapter 16 when Shimei starts throwing rocks and dirt clods at him and cursing him. He responds in verse 10 of that second chapter that we're reading today in chapter 16 in uh, such an interesting way that gives us an insight into his own heart. He says uh, to his commander who wants to go kill him, what do I have to do with you, O sons of Zeruiah? He says, you know, if the Lord has commanded him and and told him to curse David, uh, you know, who are we to say and how can we say, you know, why are you doing this? In other words, he's seeing the providence of God, even in this humiliating situation. I'm sure he bears the memory in the front of his mind in terms of the sins that he's committed against God, the strife and the sore that was promised to never leave his family. And now it's all come to a head and he's leaving town demoralized as a small band of people are going with him. He sends a couple guys back uh, to be in Absalom's uh, Party, which ends up being a helpful thing, as we'll see. But the idea here of David really understanding the uh, judgment of God, the sowing and reaping, at least, in his own life, uh, is telling and interesting. And, and the humility of that, in contrast to the hubris and the pride of Absalom, is on display in these two chapters. Uh, chapter 20 of Luke is our New Testament reading. Actually, we're in the second half. we read the first half yesterday. But in verses 27 through 47, the Sadducees pitch to Jesus, a scenario they think is going to, uh, you know, nail him in terms of the afterlife, of course, the Sadducees don't believe in the afterlife, and they think, hey, Jesus will have no answer to this. you got a woman who has a husband, and he dies, didn't leave any children. So the old Levitical law was that you're supposed to have a brother take this wife and uh, and give the, th- this woman an heir for the sake of your brother. And she goes through this seven times because all seven brothers die, which is uh, reminiscent of the intertestamental story in the Apocrypha of Tobias' his son, Uh, I'm sorry, Tobit's son, Tobias, who has a wife named Sarah, who ends up uh, being the eighth husband of this gal because all her. Uh, husbands die. Uh, weird story, but that story is basically pitched to Jesus saying, well, whose wife is this gal going to be in the resurrection if there's an afterlife, which of course they didn't believe there was. And Jesus's response is, Certainly you don't understand the scripture and you don't understand things that were in the scripture, like uh, the statements of the angel of the Lord Uh, the pre-incarnate Christ, we believe there, in that passage of the burning bush, talking about being the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, of course, they were long since gone by the time Moses is around. I mean, Abraham had been gone for 500 years plus, almost 600 years by that time. And uh, you have God speaking in the present tense about being the God of these patriarchs. And of course, there's an afterlife. There's life after death. And there's a promise of these men uh, being in the promised land, which was the reason we had Moses leaving Egypt to go into the promised land and settle it, which Joshua would eventually do. But Jesus' responds to them talks about the difference between uh, our afterlife state in terms of not having children or propagating the human race through uh, sexual relationships and having marriage and we're not given in marriage. And uh, just a, a clean wiping of the slate in terms of the argument against the resurrection by the Sadducees. Jesus also quotes at the very end of this Psalm 110, which it's a powerful quotation quoted many times in the New Testament in terms of David seeing someone who is above him in rank as he prays to God. The Lord said to my Lord. uh, That very simple phrase was one that Jesus used often to kind of silence his critics about the fact that he was the greater son of David. Our one another for today is found in Romans chapter 12, verse uh, 10. We found several in this chapter, but the one I want to call your attention to today is simple. It's outdo one another in showing honor, outdo one another in showing honor. If you ever felt competitive and think it's a bad thing, here's a place for you to let your competitive feelings drive uh, your command to show one another honor and do it more and better than anyone else, which is not going to be, an egocentric, self-promoting kind of competition. It's going to be the sense in which I take the back seat in true humility. I want to honor you above myself. uh, And that is going to be the challenge of every selfish heart. And yet God says, outdo one another in that. And, And there needs to be a sense in which I'm trying the best I can to be the best I can be in my circle to show honor to people, to see them as better than myself, to uh, put them, in a sense, on a pedestal and say, I, I honor you. i That's a great word, to, to lift you up and to put you in a place of importance in my life. So uh, my command to you and the challenge to you found from Romans chapter 12, verse 10, is to outdo one another in showing honor. So get to your Old Testament reading in 2 Samuel and the Gospel of Luke, and we'll be back tomorrow. If you'd comment, that'd be great. Subscribe, and we'll be here every day making our way through uh, our Old Testament and New Testament reading. We'll see you back tomorrow.